Hello and welcome back to episode 3 of the Riley Breakthrough Show. I am your host, Riley Breakthrough. Hope everyone had a fabulous weekend and look forward to a, a good week. We got Labor Day weekend coming up this week, so hopefully everyone has something fun planned for that. <clears throat> Let's get right into it today. First up with the news. Um, start off with uh, the Bills punter, Matt Ariza, a.k.a. also known as Punt God. He was uh, recently accused of gang rape, which uh, pretty fucked up. Um, I actually have this thing here in front of me that was uh, released via the Bills, I believe. It says, Bills rookie punter Matt Ariza is being accused of gang raping a minor at an off-campus party last year. The lawsuit claims that upon arriving to the party, Matt Ariza, who lived at the home, gave the 17-year-old girl a drink. She believes the drink not only contained alcohol, but other intoxicating substances. The team told Ariza she was a high school student and he had told her to perform oral sex before having sex with her outside. Ariza then took her to a bedroom where at least three other men threw her down on the bed face first and raped her for an hour and a half. The teen stumbled out of the room bloody and crying. Her nose, belly button, and ear piercings had been pulled out. She was also bleeding from her vagina. As soon as she escaped, she told her friends she had been raped. She was taken to a hospital and underwent an extensive rape exam. At the request of police, she made pretext calls recorded by detectives with the men named in the lawsuit. Ariza confirmed on the call that he had sex with the minor and recommended that she get tested for STDs. At the request of detectives, she asked him, and did we have actual sex? Ariza changed his tone and replied, this is Matt Ariza. I don't remember anything that happened that night before hanging up. Sources confirmed the Bills knew about the allegations on July 31st per an email between the Bills and the victim's attorney. The cut punter Matt Heck and named Ariza the starter on August 22nd anyways. And this all came out, I believe it was on Friday. It was publicly announced, and the Bills were gathering the info. You know, that's it is a tough situation. This happens very often in the NFL where stuff like this, it comes out, and, you know, you don't you want to side with the players, but this happens too often in the NFL, and it's kind of getting ridiculous at this point. I mean, Deshaun Watson, same, not necessarily the same thing, but same kind of shit. Matariza, fucked up shit. It's disgusting. But it's happened in the past. The Mexican domestic violence, raping, like, and the NFL just always lets it slide. It's just, it's just getting very old that this seems to happen. And then most of the guys only get a couple game suspensions when realistically they should be thrown out of the league. Like, we got to stop allowing this stuff to happen. And just because they're, they're star athletes, like Deshaun Watson, just because he's a star athlete, he's allowed to play. What he did was still fucked up and disgusting. But he's allowed to play just because he's a million dollar million some dollar quarterback but Matt Ariza who's a punter isn't allowed to play and I'm not justifying what he did at all what he did was fucked up and wrong it's just it doesn't make sense to me Where, where's the line with the NFL it's it needs to be consistent and I think all anyone that's accused of domestic violence or rape or sexual assault anything and not accused if they're convicted or they do a settlement or anything like that they should be thrown out of the league in my opinion it's disgusting it happens too often and we need to move on from it you know what I mean at this point I just I just can't believe that this this kind of shit continues to happen and there's certain players that just get away with it and others that don't just because of their position and how much money they make. It's fucked up. It needs to end. End of story. Other news. Um, I don't know if you saw this. It's pretty funny. Conor McGregor posted on his Instagram story um, him out on his million dollar some yacht or whatever with his wife and his wife was uh, performing oral sex on him. 
and a lot of people are bashing Connor, like, oh, what the fuck, this fucked up, how could you do that? I mean, the dude's rich, I mean, if I was, had millions and millions of dollars and was rich as fuck, I'd probably do the same thing. Sorry, Mom. But, you know, why? who's going to touch him, you know? Ain't no one's going to beat his ass or nothing like that. He's, It's funny. I thought it was funny. That's just what's one thing that I love about Connor is, is I don't give a fuck kind of attitude, you know? It's something that I, I try to have myself because at the end of the day, who fucking cares what other people think, so... And then another thing that I thought was kind of interesting was uh, Sydney Sweeney. If you're not familiar with her, she's an actress on the show Euphoria. She uh, had a birthday party for her mom, I believe, last weekend. And uh, apparently, one of the weirdos on the internet scanned through the photos and happened to see a Blue Lives Matter shirt or a mega hat, you know, and everyone's bashing her saying, oh, how could you, your family, da 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 doesn't matter, you know, just because somebody's family member leans a certain way or at the end of the day, politics don't matter to what a person is. They should be able to, if you're an athlete or an actress or an actor, you should be able to have your own beliefs. You don't have to conform to the society norms, and that's the shit that bothers me. I do lean more conservative, but I don't give a shit what anyone thinks. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're black or white. At the end of the day, as long as you're a good person, that's all that matters. The world needs to take a look at themselves sometimes when shit like this comes up because it's getting fucking ridiculous. There's no reason. So what if her family is that way? And she may believe it's a completely different thing. You don't know that. Why does it matter? Why does why does people's political views matter so much to who they are as a person? As long as they're a decent human being, and there's decent human beings in the whole world that believe completely different things. As long as you're a decent human being, that's all that should matter. It shouldn't matter what your belief system is. If you're nice to me, I don't really give a shit. You could be a Satanist. As long as you're nice to me, I don't give a fuck. That, that's, at the end of the day, that's all that should matter, is if you're a good and decent human being and kind. Not who you voted for, not what you believe in if you're on the cop side or, or the people that get shot side. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you should whatever your beliefs are shouldn't matter to who you are as a person and who you align yourself with as friends and family. It's fucking ridiculous, in my opinion. It's a fucking joke. And then in other news, college football started this weekend. I know I talked about that on Friday's show. And I'm pretty, I had a pretty good weekend. Went three for five on my picks that I put out on my douchebag report. That's something I'm going to do every Friday. I was able to uh, get the Nevada money line, Illinois money line, and UConn plus 27. I lost on that Nebraska money line, which that's a whole story in itself. Scott Frost needs to be fired. I mean, you're up 11 in the third quarter with like, I think it was 11 minutes left in the third. And you just had to do an onside kick. What? Like, yes, you have the momentum rolling your way, but that's just a fucking bonehead call. How stupid. I I tweeted this out yesterday. Scott Frost reminds me of Coach O, and I love Coach O. I, I, was, I was a big fan of him, but he's, he's more of a player. He was more of a player coach. He was a son of Louisiana who went and won them a national championship. Nebraska wants the same thing from Scott Frost. He did it when he was a starting quarterback for them back in the day. And he was a good coach. Scott Frost has been a good coach. But has he really? Mark Helfrich, he was with Mark Helfrich at Oregon. And Oregon had quite a few successful years when Helfrich was a coach, and then it fell apart. But who's to say Scott? that was Scott Frost's offense? And then he goes to UCF. He's only there for two seasons as the head coach. I think the first season they went 6-7. and seven. The next year he went 13-0, the national championship year. And since he's been at Nebraska, it's been a fucking disaster. I personally don't think Scott Frost is a good coach. But what I tweeted out yesterday was he reminds me of Coach O. Like, early in the game, Nebraska looked like they were going to win that game. 
Mark Whipple and Casey Thompson, like everyone's like, holy shit, this team's back. They're contenders for the fucking playoff. Like everyone, everyone put high hopes on them, and then it fell apart. And I think it fell apart because Scott Frost. He's not a good coach, I don't think. I think he is a horrible coach. Since he's been at Nebraska, they've been horrible. They haven't changed nothing. He hasn't changed the culture, it seems like. They fucking suck still. And there was a graphic put up that they were, they're now 3-21 and when trailing at the half. That's horrible. Horrible. Any other school would let him go. But no, because they were in games last year, they decided to keep him. I think he should have been fired today. Like, I'm surprised that hasn't been announced, honestly. They need to move on from him because I don't see that program going anywhere with him as a, as the head coach. Just they, I, they just can't do it. It's obvious. He made a fucking bonehead decision with that onside kick, and that pretty much cost him the game. It was all downhill from there. It's time for Nebraska to move on. And they have such a loyal fan base. You almost feel bad for them that they have to deal with, deal with a fucking retard like that. Like, he's just... He is a horrible coach, and I don't think that he – he's not a starting coach. He's not a head coach anymore. He just can't – he is not the guy at the end of the day. That's all he is. He's just not the guy. Um, Other news, you know, just a little recommendation from me here. Me and the old lady watched uh, the new Predator movie called Prey on Hulu. 10 out of 10. It was a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. The plot was good. Everything about it was good. I recommend you guys check that out if you haven't yet. It was, it was one of the best movies I've seen so far this year. Definitely for the horror genre, I thought it was very good. So a new, a new segment I want to introduce here for every Monday. It's going to be called Just My Thoughts. You know, just something that's going on in the world or just something that I think would help make the world a better place. You know, just kind of talking about it, seeing if I can rally the, tr- rally the troops and get other people to believe in it. You know, this week, this one means a lot to me. I, I tell my wife this all the time. Hotel rooms need bigger trash cans it fucking drives me insane every time me and my wife go to stay somewhere and we're in a hotel room you know usually usually we try to do it for two days you know just because you get more relaxation time shit like that but even when we've done it for one night (laughs) you come into the hotel room and you usually get food you have all this shit you always have trash and they always make you put it in those little fucking tiny trash bins don't even fit half the fucking shit. We need bigger ones. We need ones that you see in your, you get in your home. Just because if you have a shit ton of trash, you should be able to put it all there. I feel bad for the maids when they have to come in and pick up all this trash because fucking hotel room doesn't have a big enough trash can. Fucking drives me nuts. I'm thinking of the maids here and I'm thinking of me. We need bigger trash cans in hotel rooms. That's it's a it's a first world problem. Like this is getting ridiculous. You know we're we're hurting people's lives with this, you know. The maids have to do more work than they need to. It's just not fair. It's not fair at the end of the day. I feel bad. I feel like an asshole when I leave all the trash there. But I'd like to be able to help out these ladies or men. Like, start a petition. Somebody start a petition. We need bigger trash cans in hotel rooms. And I'll sign it and I'll support it, obviously. So today's main focus of the show going to kind of be laying out my predictions for a lot of the AFC teams. And then I believe the next Monday I will do the same for the NFC. You know, this this Friday show will probably be previewing a bunch of the big college football games we got going on this weekend, talking other things. But this week I want to kind of give my thoughts for the AFC teams, and then next week I will do the same for the NFC. So let's get into it. We'll start off with the AFC East. You know, that's uh, 
it starts off, we'll start off with the Bills here. I think the Bills are, they're probably one of five teams I think legit can win the Super Bowl this year. Everyone stays healthy. They added Von Miller to put some put some veteran leader, a little extra veteran leadership in that locker room on defense. I mean, their defense is already stacked in the secondary, but you know, up front they could use they could use a better pass rusher, and that's what they went out and did. They they paid Von big time, and hopefully it pays off for him. I'm a big fan of Josh Allen and Von Diggs and everything that the Bills do. The Bills are just they're good. They're franchise to root for, in my opinion, and I would love to see them go out and get that first Super Bowl this year. They're definitely, I think, one of the five teams I think can win it this year easily. So hopefully everyone can stay healthy. But I see them making the playoffs easy. You know, hopefully they can get that Super Bowl for, for the fans of Buffalo. The Patriots, to me, I'm not I'm not a Mac Jones fan, really. I have this thing. I don't – I want to really put some research in this. I don't think Alabama produces stud NFL players. They just don't. I mean, at the college level, you have all these guys that are coming together really good, but none of them ever hardly stand out, in my opinion. They just don't. I mean, Mac Jones was throwing a lot of touchdown passes to Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith won the Heisman because Alabama was good. Like, Alabama produces, and they get all the four and five stars, but I think when you have that much talent around you, I really don't think that you can consider yourself a star. I don't know. I just want to do some research into it, see if all this talent has produced at the next level. I know there's lots of guys that are good, but are they are they the best of the best at that position? That's just what I see with the Patriots. I saw a couple clips on Twitter this week of Mac Jones and his decision making, and it was fucking god awful. He's just he just did not look good, and I don't know. I kind of think that uh, old Bill Belichick's kind of running down the hill here. I I think his what he what he did in the NFL was was an accomplishment for a long time, but I feel like he's still kind of stuck in those old ways. And not kind of transitioning into the new age of football, I think it's going to kind of hurt them this year. I don't, I don't see the Patriots making the playoffs. I think they'll be a good team, middle of the road, but I, not a playoff team, especially in the AFC. The AFC is, it's, it's littered with good teams, you know. The Jets, <laughs> I don't believe the Jets hype either this year. I think they, they killed it in the draft. I really do. I think they have a good future, but this year there's just, there's just too many good teams in the AFC right now. The Jets kind of, they're one of those teams where I think they kind of. They need to have one more good draft, another good offseason, and maybe they can start making the push towards the playoffs. But to expect them to make the playoffs this year, it's high, it, in my opinion, it's highly doubtful. I don't think Zach Wilson is, is that good. I, know, I mean, he's got good weapons. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, you know, Corey Davis. That, that's a good trio of receivers. But I just, I just don't see it. I think they have a lot of good pieces. I think they're just going to make a lot of boneheaded mistakes. I'm not, I'm not too strong on Zach Wilson as a starting quarterback in the NFL. But I don't know. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I just don't I don't see it with them. Same goes for the Dolphins. The Dolphins, I think there's a lot of overhype there. I think a lot of the reason the Chiefs were good was because of Tyreek Hill and his ability to get open. I think that might help Tua this year, but Tua is not the most accurate quarterback, in my opinion. Clips I see, I'm like, Jesus Christ, throw the ball where it needs to go. Same thing same thing I said about Mac. I do not think Alabama quarterbacks especially translate to the NFL. I mean, the first three that come to mind that actually have been drafted high is Tua, Jalen Hurts, and Mac, Mac Jones, but I just, I just don't see it with those three. They don't have. I have a theory in my, in my head that I, I don't. I want to do some research, but me, a good college quarterback. Like you think about Joe Burrow, LSU was good for years and years, but they weren't that good. They weren't winning national championships like Alabama. And then Joe came along. Joe put in the work. He, everyone else saw the work that he put in. They put in the same amount of work. He elevated that team to national championship. 
can you say that for these quarterbacks that go to Alabama? Do they actually elevate their team to a championship? Because Alabama won fucking national championship with A.J. McCarron and Greg McElroy, I believe is his name. Not very good quarterbacks, but they had talent around them. Just something I think about, and I don't necessarily believe in the Alabama quarterbacks and think that they're going to translate to the NFL. And I don't think the Dolphins are going to have that good of a year this year. I just don't see it. It was a shitty quarterback, in my opinion. So, moving on to the AFC North, start off with the Bengals. Easy playoff team, in my opinion. Uh, they fixed the O line. I mean, you look at what the Bengals did last year with the shitty O line. Joe getting hit as many times as he did. They added a shit ton of guys up front, you know, pretty much revamped the offensive line as a whole. I think that they're going to be moving in the right direction. They're going to be even deadlier this year. You know, there's a lot of weapons. Defense is pretty much back intact. Every only thing that really they lost was C.J. Uzama. I'm sure they they picked up Hayden Hurst, who's just as good of a tight end. You know, they're about the same, I'd say. So I think the Bengals will be another easy playoff team, looking to compete, get back to the Super Bowl, probably even. Have, they're another one of those top five teams. I think they can win it this year, in my 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 opinion. The Ravens, Ravens are tough. You know, I have a hard time with Lamar. I don't think that he's, I don't think he's a top five, top ten quarterback in the NFL. I think he's very good. I think his ability to extend plays with his legs that's a huge plus. But when you don't really have a wide receiver room that's loaded with talent. It worries me. Your best receiver is Rashad Bateman. And nothing against Rashad Bateman. I think he has a chance to be good. just haven't seen it a whole lot, you know. I mean, your best receiver at the end of the day is your tight end and Mark Andrews. The Ravens, I just, I think they're going to be middle of the road again this year. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I think they still are kind of, they need they need something else on offense, in my opinion. Lamar doesn't amaze me with his throwing ability. I just, I don't, doesn't excite me, I guess. And then Steelers, I don't think the Steelers are going to make the playoffs either. I think I love Mitch Trubisky and I love Kenny Pickett, and I think that they both can be very successful, and I'd love to see especially Mitch turn his career around. But the O-line's not that good. Everyone's seen that this preseason. And I just, I don't know, I need to see it to believe it. You know, rookie quarterback, it's always hard to expect to make the playoffs. I mean, the defense is awesome. You know, they have T.J. Watt, who's a game wrecker in himself. But if the offense isn't there, it's hard. it's hard to make the playoffs, in my opinion. You know, I want to root for Kenny, and I want to root for Mitch. I just have a bad thing. This is the year for the Steelers. The AFC is loaded. I don't think they produce a losing season. I think they can come out about, well, I don't know. I could see them finishing 8-9, and nine, in all honesty. I just, I'm sorry. I just don't see it this year with the Steelers. Like Tomlin's perfect playoff record and, or non-losing season record is going to come to an end because it's just quarterback play to me is they're not. They're both not ready to take the next step, and they don't really have receivers that are that good. I'm sorry. George Pickens beating the shit out of your defensive backs in practice. That scares me more about your defensive backs than it does scare me for your wide receiver. You look at what he did at Georgia. He popped off his first year or two. And after that, he kind of declined. He had one big catch in the national championship game. But other than that, he's been pretty pretty stale for the past couple of years. And then the Browns. You know, no, just, no, no Bill Cosby on their side, but... Uh, Jacoby Brissett is a very solid quarterback. I mean, he's been a backup in the league for quite a while. Almost took the Colts to the playoffs. Like he's he's a very solid quarterback. With as much talent that the Browns do have, there's a very high possibility they could still slip in the playoffs. I don't think that they will, just because they don't have a solid quarterback. And then I'm really just hoping Deshaun Watson sucks, just because of who he is as a person. But there is a lot of talent on that team, and they could sneak into the playoffs if one of the one of the top 
seven, eight teams, has a lot of injuries, falls apart, something like that. There's a very high chance the Browns could slip in, in my opinion. And last, and moving on to the AFC South, I think the Titans are an easy playoff team. I think Derrick Henry's coming back for some revenge this year. I think he's going to break the rushing record. Taylor Lewan, I, I love that guy. I think he's going to have a very impressive year this year. He seems to be putting in the work, putting in that grind. And Traylon Burks is going to be a big target for Tannehill. You know, losing A.J. Brown, that does that does hurt, but I think Traylon can step in kind of the same role. You know, they added Robert Woods, a solid slot receiver in the league for many years now. I think he can have a, a huge impact on that offense. Defensively, they're going to be good, I think. I love Harold Landry and Jeff Simmons. I think they're a good one-two punch at D-line and linebacker. The Titans, Titans are another team, I think. They really could make a push to win a Super Bowl. Tannehill's good enough. They have a solid run game. They have a solid defense. I'd be very I wouldn't be surprised, I guess, if the Titans won the Super Bowl this year. The Colts, I think the Colts make the playoffs this year as well. There's there's a lot going their way. I love Jonathan Taylor. They have a very solid offensive line. Their defense is good, adding Stephon Gilmore, one of the top five cornerbacks in the league still to this day. Gonna be a huge plus for them on defense, especially if they do make it to the playoffs like I believe they will you know having to go up against guys like Jamar Chase and Stephon Diggs having a guy like Stephon Gilmore would be be a huge plus for them Matt Ryan is a very good quarterback guy he's had some bad years in Atlanta I think a lot of that has to do with coaching but I think that he can turn his career around he's got some got some solid targets to throw to I think the Colts make the playoffs it could even make a run because they they're very good defensively and their run game is also very good and they don't have that dog shit quarterback Carson at the end of the day, they have Matt Ryan now. Mighty Ice, baby. Texans, they're they're pretty shit this year. I don't. I want to root for them, but I think they're. I think they need to have a couple more good drafts. You know, they don't really have a lot of weapons. They don't have a lot of star power on defense. I think Davis Mills is honestly going to be one of the best quarterbacks. Out of, I think he's going to be the best quarterback out of that class. I don't have any faith in Trevor, Zach, Mac, or Trey Lance. I I don't think Justin Fields. I kind of have some faith in, but. The, other than that, I, those other four, not really. I don't. I think Davis Mills is going to have the best career of all of them. As long as the Texans believe in him, like they should, put the pieces around him, draft, have a, have another good draft. I think they had a good draft this year. You know, Derek Stingley, I'm always going to root for the guy. I love him. He was a solid corner at LSU. Christian Harris, solid linebacker at Alabama. John Mechie, he's a solid wide receiver. I know he's out with some, some cancer stuff, I believe is what it was. But I think if the Texans have one or two more good drafts, they had some free agents. I think a couple years they'll be a team that's going to be competing to get into the playoffs. Jaguars, they're dog shit. I think I think they'll be better this year. They maybe might get the six wins. I don't think everything's fixed. I think they just threw a bunch of money around, and that's about it. I think the offensive line is going to be okay. The run game, eh, I'm not, I'm not too keen on James Robinson or Travis Etienne. Wideouts, he paid Christian Kirk a lot of money. I I guess that's something. I mean, what, he was like the third best receiver in Arizona? So, well, maybe second since Larry retired, but before that, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't big time there, and they I think they ever paid for him. I don't I don't have any faith in Trevor. I don't think he's going to be that good. Kind of same thing I say about the Alabama quarterbacks. When you have a shit ton of weapons around you, they help you make you look good. Just my opinion. The AFC West, the best division in football this year probably. Chargers making the playoffs. I, I think Herbert's going to have a good year. It's trying to stop Khalil Mack and fucking Joey Bosa is going to be a nightmare for teams. That just scares me thinking about it, not even playing the NFL. They're going to be unstoppable. I think 
I think they make the playoffs, but they're not to me a Super Bowl contender. I don't I don't have that much faith in the, in Herbert, and I feel like he's going to be just like Philip, and just the the Chargers are going to get there, but they're never going to actually do what needs to be done. That's just I hope that that happens. So Broncos, I think Broncos made the playoffs. Russ let Russ cook, baby. Broncos country, let's ride. I I love the weapons that that team has offensively. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. There's just a lot, a lot of solid running backs, a lot of solid receivers. The defense is pretty good. Bradley Chubb, you know, he's he's leading a good group of a lot, a good group of very good players all around. I think the Broncos surprised a lot of people. Having a good quarterback finally might definitely help help the Broncos get back to where they want to be. And the Raiders, I think the Raiders made the playoffs. I think Derek Carr and Devonte William, Devonte Adams, excuse me. I think they take over the league again this. I think they take over the league this year. They reconnect on how they did at Fresno State, and it's just they're just going to be balling out. And the offense has so many weapons when you think about the Raiders' offense. Devonte Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs. That's a very solid group of guys. The offensive line is very good. The defense got even better. They added Chandler Jones to go opposite of Max Crosby, who are those two are also some of the best pass rushers in the league. I don't I don't know how anyone's gonna be able to stop them. You know, and their secondary is not too bad, linebacker's not too bad. I think that the and having Josh McDaniels get another shot at being a head coach, I think he gets the job done this year and takes Raiders to playoffs. Last team, Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think they made playoffs. I just don't see it. They kind of went on a downhill turn the past couple of years. I mean, they won that Super Bowl, and then they lost the Super Bowl, and they lost the conference championship. They got lucky a lot of games last year. They got lucky against the Bills. Like, I mean, what they did was spectacular, but they got lucky. You know what I mean? They, they got the coin toss. They got that last-second touchdown, like all that stuff. They got lucky. The Bills could have managed to talk better or anything. Anything could have changed, you know? <laughs> so I, I, I just don't see it, and I think losing Tyreek Hill going to be a huge problem for that offense. I know they drafted some rookies and stuff, and they might step up, but I don't. I don't. I think Tyreek Hill being gone is going to have a huge effect on who the Chiefs are. Patrick Mahomes is a scrambling quarterback. I don't think he's as good as everyone wants him to be. I'm, I'm not a dick writer when it comes to that one. He he just scrambles around and throws the ball. The offensive line is going to struggle. I can just tell you right now. Defensive line. I mean, defensive line. They have a solid. They have a solid front there in Kansas City, but. N- there's just no other weapons outside of Travis Kelsey. It's a lot of a lot of young guys that they're hoping can be good. I just I think this is going to be a year where the Chiefs fall apart. They probably finish eighth in the conference and don't make the playoffs. I think this will be good. They'll still win the games they need to. I just don't see them making the playoffs. So that's just my just, that's just my thoughts. And I'm sorry if I offended you on today's episode, but I appreciate you listening. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Send it to your mother. Send it to your grandmother, your grandpa, your uncle, your auntie your sister, your brother, whatever, you know, maybe, maybe even get into the Pentel thing with the prisoners, you know, maybe send it their way, be like, yo, <laughs> Riley Brayfield, he's popping off, you know, they got, my episodes are short enough, they got enough time to listen to it when they get internet time, so send it, you know, start the pen pal with prisoners, only murderers though, no child rapers, rapers, rapists at all, just, just stick with the murderers, you know, or maybe petty theft or some shit like that, but send it their way, hopefully they'll give it a listen, I appreciate you listening, but, uh, For now, your boy Titties is out, and I'll see you on Friday.